0: Nå er verden åpen igen det er lys og smil og latter og fysisk glede over å kunne være sammen, klemme, gå ut, høre på musik sammen, ja! Dette er ny säsong og nye episoder og det blir spännande. Jeg heter Guttorm Andreasen, og i dagens episode ska vi nemlig göra något, helt nytt, i hvert fall i første satsen sin historie. En levende prat på en trang liten scene, en live podcast, og det skal handle om noe kjempespennende og gripende, og alt omfattende, nemlig musik musik og gaming. Jeg har med mig en superstjerne og levende legende i spillmusikk og komponistmiljøet, Så med det tror jag att jag bara sätter över till mig ja. i en spillbutik i Stavanger. Ja väl kära vänner och gäster och entusiaster och musikälskare och gamers och vad det nå mot være vara sammen. sammen. Hjärtligt välkommen till live-podcasten av Första sats som är er Stavanger Symphony Orchestra sin officiella podcast. Dette är er helt ny säsong och Episoden nummer 20 tror jeg vi har er kommet uh, oppe og i dag skal det alltså handle om gaming og musik. Wow. <laughs> vi skal snakke om gaming og musik på alle mulige slags måter i dag, so please welcome my distinguished guests that I'm very happy to have with me today from Ireland, composer and conductor Immer Noon. She's composed music for legendary games like World of Warcraft, Metal Gear Solid, Legend of Zelda, Starcraft, Overwatch, and many more. She's in Stavanger now to conduct the Stavanger Symphony Orchestra for this special event, the gaming concerts. So give her a warm welcome. Thank you for joining us. Daniel Stan Harkestar, gamer and game music enthusiast, and part of the popular Rad Crew Gaming podcast. Welcome to you.
1: Thank you very much. I'm. Uh I'm really just a nerd they pulled off the street, so it's... <laughs> Shh, don't tell, don't tell.
0: <laughs> that was supposed to be a secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we to this
0: recording and this podcast in English, since we also have foreign, foreign guests with us today. We'll do everything in, in English today. So, Immer, if I may ask you first, what makes a great game soundtrack?
2: Well, if you can take a gamer, fully immerse them, fully, fully immerse them, inside a complete musical fantasy with your work and help make the environment they're in feel real and feel emotions inside that environment. I think that's a that's a great game score.
0: And how do you do that?
2: I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) You just hope that when you sit down (laughs) at your desk, (laughs) that something happens.
0: Well, it's a matter of uh, experience, I, I guess. Experience, inspiration, knowledge.
2: Yeah, I. you know what? I think a lot of it is instinct, really. I mean, it, instinct for if you're feeling something, the odds are somebody else is going to feel the same way or feel something at least from the score. So I kind of go with my gut and go with instinct. Of course, you know, we, we study composition and orchestration and technique and all of that kind of thing. But the technique has to serve your your innate instinct first. So, I mean, that's where I come from. If if something moves me, I'm hoping that it's it's the right thing.
0: And how much of a gamer do you have to be in order to compose great music for the game?
2: I think there is a pie chart where there's a... You know, if you were to take music nerds and gaming nerds and make a pie chart, they, it's almost like an eclipse. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's, it's a real... The, the the kind of one of the places that i went as a kid to um to get into my head and to get into a fantasy world was music so that to me was really, really important of course the other thing is in ireland where i'm from we get a lot of rain so there's a lot we of we don't gaming. know anything about no, that I no i know i noticed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um gaming and music that was kind of growing up in the countryside in ireland that's what was going on in our house. And the two seemed to be part of every day, you know. Um, so they kind of became en- enmeshed, I suppose. But uh, you have to be really careful with, especially things like World of Warcraft. My personality should not play World of Warcraft. Sorry, Blizzard, but y- you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: what about you, yeah. Are Are you the perfect match? Between gaming and music, are you in the middle of that uh, pie, pie chart?
1: In a way, in a way. I'm a, I'm a big nerd for uh, for uh, symphonic and orchestral music, and I'm a big gaming nerd, so I guess that fits the description. I do you go so. to
0: symphonic concerts that has nothing to do with
1: gaming as well? Uh, yeah, I have done, yeah. Several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've been to... Like uh, proper, some funny concerts and gaming some funny concerts. Hang on,
2: gaming <laughs> concerts are proper. Yeah, I know, I, I, I
1: know, I know. It's just like it's, it's just some. That's the way some people think of it, right? Yeah. But I, I, I obviously don't uh, think of it like that. It's just me. It's all music to me. So.
0: And do you tend to drift off into game songs when when you're in a big concert hall? I mean, it's a very special experience being in a huge concert hall with live orchestral music there. Yeah what do you dream about
1: to drift off I into games pay, or i pay 100 percent attention to the music and i look mm-hmm. look at the musicians and the conductor and i just sort of mm. sort of uh, let myself be impressed by the performance that's mm. that's how i perfect member
0: of the audience right
2: uh, a bit scary um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs>
1: well that's 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 how i do it i've been to to lots of film music concerts and stuff and uh, especially when it's like a conductor or a composer that you're a huge fan of like uh was lucky to see uh, James Horner here in uh, oh. 2015, so that that was obviously very sad. We, later, but
2: I was at some of his recordings actually in Taddeo, wow. oh. yeah, which is no longer a recording studio. But he, he I mean, what a magical person! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, so I love. Uh, I I just go, I go to concerts to to and just let myself uh, be uh, sort of enveloped by the music. That's that's what I like. Mm. Yeah.
0: How much would you say is the music, the soundtrack, part of the total gaming experience?
1: Well, sometimes it's a, it's a matter of sh- the genre of the game as well because uh, certain games have a much bigger need for immersive music, uh, in my opinion. Like yes, ro- big role-playing games, na- uh, narr- narrative-heavy games, like games with a lot of narrative in them, they they often benefit a lot from having really good music. Um, And then you have maybe like uh, a football game. Like it's kind of whatever. You can put pop songs in there. It doesn't really like nobody's playing it for the music anyway. So it depends. But I would say the types of games that I play, I really appreciate when they've clearly put some effort and thought into the music and the type of music. It doesn't have to be orchestral music. It can be electronic scores as well. But as long as, I, as long as I can tell that there's been a lot of uh, care put into it. Hmm.
0: What about you, Eimer? Um When you get a commission to write a new piece of music for a game, what are the first things that you do?
2: Uh, well, I'll make sure it's a game that I know or that I've played or at least, yeah, we kind of get to cheat as well. You know, when we're working on a game, we get to... I'm, I shouldn't say that, but, you know, we 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 get to unlock certain things uh, without having done the work. Um, but one of the first things I'll ask for is any 2D art that happens to be around that, that they've created already. Um, it means a lot to me that the, the color palette of the game, the style of the uh, animation, the look, that means a lot to me in terms of instrumentation. It, it translates in my imagination to what what the, the palette of, of instruments will be um, but uh, yeah I'll find out everything I can about the game it's like you know it, composing for games today it's it's similar to what composers have always done which is work with different media um, back in Lully's time it was the emergence of ballet and opera and you know they, they create all these amazing machines with pulleys and, and steam and smoke and everything and, and that was a collaboration with composers. So composers have already been always been collaborating with different media. And one of the things that we're, we're trained to do as classical musicians is do your background work and find out everything you can, no matter what it is you're working on. But it happens to be a lot more fun when it's a video game.
0: <laughs> is it important to find a... Um a theme tune, a, a signature. I mean, most of us can can hum the opening lines of Star Wars or mm-hmm. or or whatever, and from from great games as well. There's yeah. a there's a s- small snippet that that everybody right. will know.
2: Well, it, it depends on the de- game developers. It depends on the director in a movie. It depends on the director. There's a whole period of time where directors shied away from big themes in their movie scores because. They were worried about, you know, a scene becoming kind of a music video um, and things got very (laughs) textural is the word that that everyone uses. So uh, certain things that we would do as composers in game cinematics and in in movies is uh, we can score a character's thoughts or we can foreshadow what's about to happen to them. For instance, you know, Guy is driving home in car, Sun is shining. Music is ominous because you've got the the omniscient perspective. You know that he's coming home to terrible news, but he doesn't know. So we can take the perspective of omniscience, as in like godlike perspective or of the character or of the, the place or the time. And it's it's the same way we score cinematic and video games. It's 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 the same as film scoring, but it gets different when we go into the in-game music. And I've forgotten what the question was. I've gone so ta- so many tangents. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: all right. It's uh, I've forgotten it as well. So that's that's quite good. That's quite <laughs> fun. <fine>. A gift. Jostan, <laughs> yeah. what about if you try to look at the the total industry? I mean, the whole gaming industry and music. Are there any? Main genres, any any hip uh, lines right now? What does um, gaming music sound like today?
1: Well, I think there is there is an increasing use of uh, symphonic music that I've observed, at least. Um, uh, but often it's combined with electronics as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone knows the Call of Duty games. They tend to have like orchestral music in them, but uh, it's combined with maybe some rock and electronic elements as well. But they are largely based on, like, symphonic music. So that's cool. Um, Nintendo, they tend to use uh, big symphonic music these days. They started doing it, like, uh, in the mid-2000s sometimes. That's when they made the Switch. Um, Well, not the console the Switch, but they made the Switch to (laughs) (laughs) orchestral music. Um, Gamer humor. Yeah, Yeah. very... uh, Definitely. Hilarious. (laughs) But... um, but you also have uh, some some pretty cool uh, electronics scores as well. I would say the way it is now is that it, there's never been more uh, vari- there's never been more variety. That's what I would say. There's there's all sorts of types of music being made for games now, and uh, lots of exciting stuff. I would say more exciting than Hollywood right now. I would say. Mm-hmm.
0: And and the money is coming in as well, is it? Uh, could, could
2: you confirm that? It depends. <laughs> um, it depends. Uh, it, it depends on the, the developer. It depends on the game. It, it's structured differently to film. It's a different, I mean, if you want to be really cold, it's a different business model. Um, so it, it's different. And over the life of the game, it also depends on <laughs> on who's ma- who's writing the score. And yeah. uh, it, it's, it's the same as film. It's all on a, a project-by-project, company-by-company basis. There's no sort of real blanket rule of, of what people get paid or, or what kind of <laughs> deals are made. The, the difference between film and games generally is uh, for your composer, there is no what we call back-end on video games, whereas there is in film, you'll know them as, as royalties generally. Um, oh, yeah. So that's a, a thing.
0: But yeah, what are your arguments then when you try to convince a publisher, somebody to to use a full orchestra, full symphony orchestra, great recordings, yeah. doing all the afterworks, the mastering, everything?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've gotten to a point where if I have to, if I have to argue too hard, I kind of go, well, you know, maybe. Maybe I'm not the person for your game, <laughs> because <laughs> people generally come. If they come to me, they come for the orchestral sound, and it, it there's there's definitely that is a massive force, and it's a production within the production. And if you're you know if you want that without having done the legwork beforehand, I mean, I'll give you an example of uh, a particular game I worked on where we would have generally. We'd go to the Skywalker Ranch, which, can I just tell you, is <laughs> creative heaven. Yeah, that place, cool. that place. I mean, you go to the canteen and you bump into the the George.
0: <laughs> that's what we used to call him.
2: The George. Totally
0: anonymously, of course. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. having his
2: lunch, you know. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, don't make eye contact. Um, so we would have uh, their... The Skywalker Symphony, which is basically Sky, the San Francisco Symphony, Opera Ballet orchestras. We have about ninety in the orchestra, mm. and then we'd record a massive choir, and and mad things like anything like from trash cans. Actually, we have a trash can in the concert. Awesome! Um, <laughs> all this fabulous, expensive percussion, and then a trash can. Uh, this is typical of video game music, right? Because. You know, you want to, one of our jobs is to create, sometimes create a a civilization or a culture uh, from scratch, but not place it in a specific place or a specific time or a specific culture. So one of the ways we do do that is we mix, I call it kind of silk and metal or leather, metal, and silk. So we'll have like the beautiful silk of the string section, the symphony orchestra, and then I'll have like... on on um the piece we're doing, I don't have this with me, but in the ri- original recording of uh, Malach, we used a a shofar, which is actually a bit of an animal. It is a ram's horn, and it was the it would have been used in battle in ancient Hebraic times. It is the ultimate non-vegan instrument, <laughs> um, and and that's with the orchestra, you know, and then you add hurdy-gurdy and a trash can and you're away, you know. Yeah. I, I did have a moment where I, I sneaked in some electric guitars in the back of something and a fan wrote to me and said, there are no electric guitars in Azeroth.
0: Immer, <laughs> <laughs> the way I've understood it, you, you sort of drifted into gaming music, if not directly by chance, but um, you were given a commission by... Someone you worked with who, who didn't yeah. particularly want to do it himself?
2: Uh, well, there was two really random, unbelievable, my first two credits in, in, in video game music. And it's just so unbelievably random. Um, now, my thing has always been, I've loved the orchestra my whole life. And all I want to do is learn more about the orchestra. And that's every day, ongoing, all the time. And... Um, I all I wanted to do was uh, like I I started writing uh, atonal and um, contemporary art music when I was about seventeen at a in a composition school, and we were taught by people like Carlyle Rasmussen came over at one point. Who else we had clavichos, so we had lots of amazing Scandinavian composers, um, and these are some of the great concert music composers of our time, and was writing that kind of stuff. I remember um, it was Kalevio Aho, who's an amazing Finnish composer. He read his doctoral thesis to us, and I was about 18 at the time. And he said that as a composer, we can we can surround ourselves with too many platitudes, too many don'ts and can'ts. Don't write a melody. Don't write tonal music. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's been done. That's been done. That's been done. Ah! and you just <laughs> You just can't move anymore. So I was so inspired by that. I d- decided to throw out everything I was doing and go and and work on studying film music. So I was super lucky. Um, UCLA Extension had an outpost in Dublin at the time just for a few years. So I got on the program when I was 18. You're supposed to be a professional composer, music producer with all of your music education behind you. Somehow they sneaked me in. I did that at the same time as my degree. All I wanted to do was create music that moved people. And what happened was my first year in, uh, in Trinity College in Dublin, uh, after choir practice, uh, musicians all, of course, we were all in the pub. And uh, one of the fourth years came in, David Downs, who went on to create a show called Celtic Woman. Uh, David came in and said, what are you guys all doing here? What are you doing tomorrow? Will you come and, and create some choir parts for this project? And he goes, there's there's 40 euro in it for you, something like this. You know, we're like, that's beer for a day, you know. (laughs) Um, So we went uh, to this. I remember sitting down with a pencil writing S.A.T.B. Soprano, alto, tenor, bass parts um, on on manuscript paper. Yes, we used to have pencils and manuscript paper (laughs) back then. And uh, um, and we recorded these choir parts. Um, and then about six months later, my brother calls me in a complete flap. He was absolutely freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. My God. I'm here with the lads. Playing Metal Gear Solid and your name is on the screen. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? That's fantastic. He goes, did you work on Metal Gear? And I was like, no. Um, he goes. Uh, I, well, is there another Emer Noon? And I was like, well, I'm sure there is, you know. And I said, who else is on there? And you read out all my friends' <laughs> <laughs> names. I was like, no, it's probably, I think that's, was that, is that that Japanese composer? Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that day. So that was my first credit. I was 19, now you can work out my age. And i uh, completely uh, blown away by that. And the next wow. one was totally random and the guy didn't really want to do the the, the job um, after I finished uh, college, and I finished that—that that, uh, I was finishing that film scoring program—they brought over an orchestrator who'd worked on big movies like um, Ali and The Insider and Batman and, and a whole lot of those. He was an amazing orchestrator. He was Tori Amos arranger and all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, he hired me as his assistant based on my work in the class. So I went over to LA to work on this project. And I was I was just in Dublin. I was sent these files and I was told, oh, look, they don't have the budget for a big movie score, My the, the, usu- the budget that he was used to working with. And he goes, here, you do it. And I was like, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> and I was so excited because a live orchestra was going to perform my orchestrations it was the composer. Who's now a really old friend, um, Jason Hayes, was his first orchestral score, so he had done everything in MIDI, and my job was to was to interpret it for the orchestra, make and it bigger, make it bigger, make it play on the instruments, make it idiomatic for the instruments, um, make it make sense for them, and make it bigger. Yeah. So, um, I'm I didn't know anything about the project, nothing. I wasn't told anything. I wasn't shown anything. I was just given Jason's files. He didn't know. I didn't know anything I'm at a fly over to the recording sessions and I'm at a, a studio. And this is this is the humble beginnings. I'm at a, a college in Azusa, California, which I had never heard of in my life before then. And just it's amazing the way funding for colleges in the United States never heard of this university. And they had this massive recording studio. So I'm there with the, with sitting in the studio, and I look up at the screen. It's my first time to see the cinematic, and it was World of Warcraft.
1: <laughs> cool.
2: So that was shocking.
0: I'm sure you played that, uh, Jostein. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. the music? Uh, yes. She wrote it.
1: Yes,
2: um, I rem- remember quite
1: a lot of music from those games. Yeah, so I probably heard it. Um. And it's, uh, well, that, those games, obviously, they need, like, huge, huge arrangements and stuff, so it's very uh, well suited to that.
0: As a gaming enthusiast, what are the main things that you could
1: learn her as a composer? Um... I don't know if I can uh, if I can teach any, anything to a to a professional composer. Uh, I'm uh, I'm also like a I, I just love hearing big orchestral music, so I I would just like to continue hearing that, please. <laughs> 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 and uh, I hope because uh, what's is it kind of a shame what's happened in in Hollywood now because it's kind of gone out of fashion a little bit again, like the way it was in the '60s and and until Star Wars came along and then it got cool. It became cool again, um, and the same. Th- and the, now it's kind of like that again in Hollywood, where it's not really the, f- it's not really fashionable to have that type of music anymore, with a few exceptions. So I hope that doesn't happen to video games because right now there's a lot of really exciting stuff in games. I think.
2: You know, uh, one exception to that in Hollywood is animated features. Oh yeah, yeah, for which sure. Which is, thank God, is really, it's yeah. really great, and it's, it's re- you can really show all of your. Absolutely, all of your skills when you, you do an animated feature. So you're mm. right, but you're right about the fashion in Hollywood right now. Yeah, totally.
1: We've got yeah, but obviously you've got someone like John Powell who does all the yeah, animated films, yeah. and he did the Han Solo movie as well. He's yeah, fantastic. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and yeah, I guess right.
0: this, I guess the same thing will happen in in gaming if it hasn't happened already. I mean, the the huge blockbuster games and movies, they will still crave the huge orchestral yeah. scores won't they?
1: I think so, yeah. I, I, I hope I hope so at least. But even even sort of s- fairly small indie projects have started using like proper orchestras now like um you know Austin Wintery?
2: Very well. Yeah.
1: Cuz <laughs> he did that he did the uh, Aliens Fireteam game now. Yeah. And then he, he used an orchestra for that and it sounds yeah. sounds fantastic and it's not like a 90 piece orchestra but it's like t- 30 40 musicians maybe yeah. but that makes all the difference
2: well that's Austin's form of expression as well is the orchestra and and chamber orchestras are amazing and yeah. fabulous um when you write for them as they are it's a, it's a different color and it's a different feel and it's it works really really well
1: yeah absolutely mm. absolutely so so orchestras aren't they're they're not only uh, for the biggest projects, I think you can you can scale yeah. it scale it down to sort of fits the budget of a smaller game as well.
2: Mm. Well, if you look look at what Beethoven did with a piano, oh yeah, so <laughs> we yeah,
1: <were laughs> absolutely. And that
0: ends every discussion, of course, when <laughs> yeah. referring to, to Bates
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Imer, when you listen to the music, the, the score of a game that you haven't made yourself, obviously, what are the first things that you listen for as a, as a composer, as a professional listener?
2: Oh, well, first of all, I call it an active listener because I've had friends come around and go, how come there's no music on in your house? Like, because if there's music on in my house, I have to stop everything and listen to it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But first of all, I I just try not to, I just try to let it wash over me. Um, You know, this thing of how you, you almost physically react to music. Like when I hear ACDC, I'm like, I physically react to them. When I hear Metallica, I have a physical reaction. I'm just like. I can't explain it. I can't explain why I love those two bands. I cannot explain it. I can't explain why I love the orchestra, but it's the same, it's the same kind of reaction. So I'm, first of all, I'm seeing if I'm having that reaction. And that's, that's a very specific thing. It's, it's not even taste. It, it's just so visceral. I can't explain it at yeah. all.
0: I'm sure there's a crying muscle, for instance, because I know when I will start to cry in a movie because of the music. Yeah, (laughs) and when it hits something, if it's a if it's a wave length or or whatever, but I'll start to cry.
2: Yeah, we that's you know we use those techniques as composers very in a very mercenary and manipulative Mm. kind of way, (laughs) but um, we still can't explain why certain harmonic shifts or certain intervals make us physically react i mean pythagoras tried to figure it out with with uh, ratios and mathematics but we still do not know but some of it's learned like for instance if you for the music nerds if you play a c major chord to an f sharp major and then back it does feel like there's a spaceship flying over but that's (laughs) that's learned (laughs) yeah however if you split an octave exactly in half we can't we can't abide that sound. We find it really uncomfortable, and that you can't explain.
0: And that's what Black Sabbath did. Of course. The opening <laughs> sound of the first song ever from Black Sabbath was the An half octave. Yeah, yeah.
2: And And then you have... And then a then minor
0: third after that.
2: <laughs> then you have uh, Leonard Bernstein, who, who t- decided... Well, I can make a love song that starts with Diablo Musique, eh? the devil of music. And he wrote Maria from West Side Story. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so <laughs> typical musician humor. It's so, so sad. It's,
1: fu- it's funny what you said about the uh, spaceship stuff, because uh, uh, Bruce Broughton, he did the oh, p- I love Br- pilot I love episode me. for that uh, sci-fi show, The Orville. Do you mm. know, the comedy sci-fi show? Yeah. And he was asked if, if he had a good time doing that, and said, "Yeah, I had fun doing it, and uh, it has all, it it has all the space chords." <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what he says. So that was pretty funny.
2: He's one of my favorite film yeah, composers. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. yeah. Time flies by.
0: I mean, so, it's yeah. lovely to sit here and talk with you, but um, we have to look at the time as well. Any questions, inputs, anything from the audience?
1: I have a Question for you, Esteli. Oh, hey. What's your favorite uh, game? Um, no, that's my question.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I can ask you both. Everyone's favorite game. Song. Yeah, sure. Justine, favorite
1: soundtrack. Um, okay, pick one. Uh, I, I, there's so many that I love, but um, one that really blew me away and that I still listen to today is uh, uh, Super Mario Galaxy uh, on the Wii. Uh, that that game has some of the best music ever written for games, and um. And that was also the game where Nintendo sort of went; f- they went all in on using an orchestra instead of uh, electronic and/or MIDI music. So that they- it blew me away. So I-, I still listen to it today.
0: There's a beautiful book for those of you who read books about music as well. The series is called Thirty Three and a Third, and they write about major albums and and another thing. And there's this. Sp- they're quite small. The format is quite small. And there's three hundred pages, I think, on Kenjo, who wrote the first Super Mario soundtrack with only four sounds. Yeah. I yeah. mean this was seventy eight or something, and he had four sounds in a small in it's a like, small chip.
2: Koji Kondo. Yeah, yeah Koji Kondo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there's a book only on those four sounds of the first Super Mario game mm-hmm. and how he managed to create Wagneresque music with yeah. only those four yeah. sounds and the extreme creativity that that he managed to, well, to to make out of that.
1: It's it's yeah. a case where the, the the technical limitations is part of the reason why there's so many catchy game tunes from from yeah. back then. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
2: yeah, it's why they. It was before
0: 8-bit. It was 4-bit tune. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Favorite soundtrack.
2: Oh. I'm so biased. I really, really can't give an opinion, but I am you can, so. You can say your own stuff I, if you have. If I, like. I love, um, Marty O'Donnell and Mike Salvatore's, um, Halo stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I just love it. I've, I've performed it so many times. It's so good. And it just, it just lights me up. I also love, um, uh, I love Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. I love One Winged Angel. That's another. See, I love heavy guitars with the orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's so many. I I could, and Kondo San. I mean, his his stuff. He was writing for the orchestra, even though he could only program program note by note. And and you could hear you could hear it in his thinking. You know, yeah. you can hear. And his um because he had to reduce, 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 reduce. He created themes where every single note counts, and that's why I think that's why they last. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. To
0: finish it off, if you should look at the the whole over of classical music in itself, we've already mentioned Beethoven, of course. You can't talk about classical music without mentioning him. Would you say that there are some composers that fit better into game scoring than others?
2: I think a passion for the area is important. You know, it's not... It, it's. I think you can tell when somebody... Um, is part of the universe of, of video games other than somebody who's, oh, here, here's another gig, you know, or here's a film composer who's, you know, taking a moment to write a game score or whatever. Um, I think every genre of music has, and this is kind of also not really answering your question, but every genre of music has good music, great music, and not so great music. And this this genre is so young video game music as a genre is so young Mm. and we're starting to see things emerge that are sticking around and that have become part of our our pop pop art culture. Let's call it that. Um, So so I think the proof will be in the things that last really become part of the orchestral repertoire going forward.
0: I'm sure there's lots of stuff that will do that eventually.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you're not listening to gaming music or Metallica, what are you listening to?
2: Anything, everything. (laughs) I I believe in the artist. Uh, The genre is of no no particular. uh, It doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, What interests me is what an individual is bringing to music uh, and bringing to a genre. So um, I could be listening to anything, anything. Um, at the moment, what am I? Oh gosh, I'm I'm at the moment I'm immersed in video game music because I've uh, a radio show coming back in the next couple of months, so I'm. Uh, On Classic uh, FM. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I could
0: recommend you some Norwegian ramshorn players, though. So I, I can...
2: that's great. Yeah, yeah. I need a ramshorn quartet. I need to bring them with me to London and and have them stink out the studio with ramshorns. <laughs> Erm. Um. <laughs> Immernun,
0: Justen Hakestad, thank you so much for joining First as and thank you all for coming. Tusen takk til dere ha. Thank you. <applaus> tusen takk til Immernun, tusen takk til Justen Hakestad, tusen takk til alle dere som kom og ikke minst tusen takk til de som har hørt på. Det blir flere live-podcaster i første sats. Like og del og følg med på din favorit favorittpodcastplattform. SSO är er väldigt glad for och invitere alla tillbaka på konserter, så det blir bra och enda bedre. Så nå er bare gå hjem sätt på din favoritspelmusik Du finner mig på gutthormandreasen.no. Ha det! Denne podcasten er produsert av Studio 99. Jeg heter Guttorm Andreasen. Remember! It's a party, you're not meant to enjoy it.